the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of the Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. All right. We're ready, We're ready to go. Thank you for being with us this evening. And we are still in the book of Jeremiah. It is uh, my daughter informs me that <laughs> Jeremiah is the longest book in. Has the most words. Well, that's what I mean. The <laughs> yeah, longest, right. the longest book in the Bible, the Old and New Testaments, yeah. based, on the, the number of words. based on the number and of words. And I ask her if that's Hebrew words or English <laughs> words, and she very smartly said, "You know, likely it's both." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's longer. It's long enough. More long <laughs> that it would make up for any kind of a different yeah. translation. It, it is a long book. We've been now. This is our second week that we've been in the book of yes, Jeremiah, and we, and we have even, one more to go. Yeah. We uh, we'll finish it out, and I think probably probably the reason for its length um, because Isaiah preached. Um, 60 years, right? right. 60 mm-hmm. years. And Jeremiah, his ministry only spanned 40 years. But I think the book of Jeremiah contains not only his sermons, his messages to uh, Judah and nine other countries, in fact, that, that Jeremiah addresses in his book. But it not only has his messages, but also contains a lot of biographical inform- information right. uh, because Jeremiah led a, a very, well, I would say a very interesting life. I doubt that though that interesting to him, <laughs> it was harrowing, it was difficult, he was threatened, he was... Uh, plots against his life. He was put down into a cistern and arrested and so on. Many, many different experiences and those are recorded as well as his actual messages. It's, um, it was 
a 40-year period that was really unusual. Can you imagine? They were... I like how you said the shooter drop. Yeah, the the they were just waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, it they lived forty years yes. with that Knowing. over their head. The mm-hmm. the judgment is coming. It's is coming. It Dam- Damocles, the 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 sword of Damocles, sword of Damocles right? Just hovering above. Yeah. But, um, and yet they were. Seemingly in denial. Oh, uh, absolutely uh, unrepentant. Mm-hmm. Now, th- we had to remember that there were good people, there were godly people mm-hmm. in among them. That uh, we don't know what happened. If they uh, heeded the message, they may have been able to flee, avoid the. Uh, some of the difficulties. Uh, Maybe uh, someone with a little history background could report to that. Yes, or or like um, Daniel or some of those that were... Yeah, many were taken. Yeah, and they were encouraged to give in to... uh, uh, and to not to resist. And so perhaps, you know, that was... What uh, many those that were trying That's to keep true. the covenant and follow um, obeyed, and in that way were maybe treated huh, fairly maybe, well. Maybe now they forty years under the stress of attack, uh, the threat of attack. Mm-hmm. Then the forty-year period ended in the last fifteen years. Uh, Babylon actually invaded Israel mm-hmm. uh, three times, uh, Judah, three times. Okay. In 605 B.C., it's when they took Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they took the first group of exiles. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, exiles. And 597, uh, eight years later, they took another group. And in 586... They came in for the kill. They destroyed the city mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the a virtual slaughter uh, wow. took place. Mm-hmm. So it was a harrowing period of time, so difficult. And like I said, they see the people, if, if we're trying to imagine what it's like, I think it might have been something like what we are facing now only more uh more uh intense uh you know how we're li- living today john um uh, every day we we you listen to the news or you don't listen to the news <laughs> because you don't want to hear it anymore and we hear uh, bad news and it's seems to be constantly economic bad news, military bad news, uh, everything is bad, 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 and getting worse. And we kind of got to gotten to where we uh, we live uh, under the threat. We have a feeling that well, we're waiting for the like you said a while ago, the other shoes to drop. We're waiting for 
what's going to happen? How is this going to go? Because we know we're in a mess, and, and maybe it was like that uh, a little bit or more intense like that, intensely like that in Jeremiah's time. Uh, his messages it probably did not bring them much comfort. <laughs> he, he was very clear that this time it's 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 over uh turn out the lights party's over uh, this is going to end badly so um and he had to be the bearer of that message that's and that's that's tough i think only job and jeremiah the the two biblical characters whose the book, the writings, and their their lives were characterized by suffering. And Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus, a man a also. Man of uh, that's right. Um, man of sorrows. So uh, that's interesting. Yes. Right? And I love, maybe this is a good opportunity to repeat um, what were those kind of the f- five points? Because it is sometimes hard to. Uh, to come to terms with suffering, how can a, a loving God, supposedly who you know we mm-hmm. that He loves you, and uh, how could He allow then if He's all powerful and loving, then how could why does He allow such suffering? And that is a question the that, of that pain. is asked so often, right. and and yet to be honest, I think the question is. Ask many times, well, I hate to say it, I don't want to seem unkind or, or unthoughtful and re- respectful of, of people's uh, difficulties sure. they right. go through. But um, sometimes I believe it's more of an emotional reaction. If we think it through, we know it, it right. has to right. be that sure. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the If we're going to have justice, uh, then it has to be the judgment and consequences of sin must fall on everyone equally, even saint and sinner alike. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, godly, good people suffer mm-hmm. uh, as, as the world does, as someone who's not uh, uh, in the faith. Uh, but we suffer the same thing. We have strokes. We have a uh, health crisis. Uh, our, we lose loved ones. Mm-hmm. We lose jobs. We're disappointed. Mm-hmm. We have failures. And so uh, that, that the mm-hmm. point is that w- we are God is calling out a people for himself. But out of in this world... Uh, justice range we have to go it has to be even handed Mm -hmm. and and because it's a love relationship that god is calling it to and a love relationship demands a freedom of choice Mm -hmm. and god has extended his love to humanity Mm -hmm. and we respond in love but 
it doesn't mean that everything going to go hunky dory. Right now, immediately at least. Here, <laughs> here. we judge Christ. Right. In glory, yes. And right. ultimately, we know we'll be delivered. Mm-hmm. But we have to live by faith. And that also, that provides that piece of um, testimony right. for us as believers. Mm-hmm. We go through difficult times. We suffer. Uh, we all these losses I mentioned, the things that can go wrong in life, disappointments, and yet still we have courage and faith, and uh, we continue loving others and sacrificing for others around us, even when we ourselves are suffering, and that is that is a tremendous testimony to God's goodness and faithfulness. And many people come to faith in Christ because of some Christian that they knew. I I have a friend who is one of our, our teachers at Lackland, and uh, he's been teaching for many years, teaching the basic trainees about mm-hmm. the Lord and, and helping meet their spiritual needs. He came to faith because his co-pilot, he, he's a fighter pilot. Oh. His co-pilot was a man, a godly man, and he watched him go through a crisis, mm. a loss of his wife, and so on. And he watched the courage and the faith of his co-pilot, and that just that just blew him away. He mm. was, and he asked, "How do you do that? And how?" How can I get that in my life? Mm-hmm. And he told them that it was because of his relationship with God through Jesus, and uh, that's how my friend came mm-hmm. to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a lot of times there are a lot of people who respond to what, the faith and the the courage mm-hmm. they see mm-hmm. in Christian or godly people who mm-hmm. who. Uh, who take and go through it just like everyone else, right. but with courage and with faith and with love toward the Lord and toward the others at right. the same time. Course, so that's that's why I I think we have to have that's why it has to be that good right. people will suffer as well as as others right. along with us. Yeah. And of course the ultimate model of that is Jesus himself. The ultimate. Yes, and if and if he endures that un without without totally any fault, undeserving because he who yes. knew no sin yes. became sin yes. for us. I uh, yes, I was talking with a good friend this week and oh we were just talking about different you know, areas of justice and things being fair or not fair. And, oh, it was a situation and I was feeling kind of riled. And But any every time I do get to that point, and it doesn't happen too often with me. I'm not yeah. usually like a, uh, you know, yeah. that's just not fair kind of person. But in uh, some instances, you know, you just said has. Well, there, uh, always, there are, and it's fine for us. Right. We, but it we is, ought to be at yes. a certain point. Angry, yes. upset well, when about you get injustices. To that, yes, yeah. but then you get to that. I think for me, the the uh, I know that it is. I my heart's not quite right when I start to want, you know, vengeance. Kind of, yes. <laughs> you know, when I want, and I and I always pause and think, 
Ooh, no, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> because if everybody gets what they deserve, that includes me. And I know I deserve. Oh, we all do. Far, you know, I, I, I deserve far worse. Somebody, um, I think it was Tim Mackey, so from the Bible Project, I was reading it in his commentary on Jeremiah and uh, just relating the still the the mercy i mean jeremiah uh yes it is very uh it can be sad and and doom and gloom and yet still in the heart of it in the middle he uh, reminds that reminds people that he will be our god we will be his people um and then at at the heart of it is that covenant he's going to give us a new heart he will take the law and write it on our hearts it's no longer going to be something that's external but he will actually indwell his people and we will be new creations i mean it's really the it's the covenant i mean it's and the heart of what it is and even uh you know he relates that jesus at the passover um quotes and gives the same language as Jeremiah 31 when he's mm. talking about that new covenant and the new heart and yes. um it, and anyway but he it's thrilling it's yes. exciting uh things from that point of view a transition is taking place and, yes. and uh, right. the, right. the instead of laws written on tablets People now, because right. of some of the some of the suffering they're enduring, right. becomes more personal, Absolutely. and God's law written yeah. in their heart, and, then and at that's the, the way we are today. And then at the, I mean, because they were not an innocent people. I mean, at this right. point, Jeremiah very clearly, they were into, I mean, child yes. sacrificing, and they had given over to some pretty wicked things. Yeah, um, intentionally and clearly, yes. actually. Right. Yeah. And uh, but and then you br- you cut though to the cross and again to someone so completely innocent, not uh, deserving, and the phrase that he used, which was was a scandalous mercy, and I loved that. Mm. I thought that was I, it's a shocking mercy that he has that Jesus mm. that God showed us, yeah. and you don't necessarily think of it. Of course, then you know you're reading about the uh, the Babylonian. Uh, especially the siege, yeah. you know, when they resort to cannibalism and when they're starving and when it's just really ugly as far as Babylon uh, destroying uh, Israel. And uh, you don't necessarily in that moment think that there's mercy. <laughs> you don't see the mercy. You yeah. don't feel it. Uh, but, but it, but it is there. There is. Uh, it's. It's. I always loved what's that. See, it's higher up, further in. Yes. It's, it's the or it's the deeper magic. Yeah. <laughs> our, know, ultimate, kind of. our ultimate. Our uh, ultimate good news. Our ultimate deliverance is always in the future. It's right. always right. in eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now sometimes we see a rescue. We see God move. And rescue us from some judgment and difficulties mm-hmm. in uh, on planet Earth. Here we see it, <laughs> but it's always then. It's always temporary. Mm-hmm. It's for this occasion, and and then something else happens, and another 
generation comes along, it doesn't trust God, and then you find you're back in back in trouble again. You know, and uh, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate solution when death will be ultimately defeated, and and sin and and the grave will be done in. That only comes in eternity when God calls all His people. Right. From all eternity past, mm-hmm. and we joined, will be one in our love for Him and with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and we will experience that joy at the final trumpet. At the I final trumpet. What at, is that? First yeah, Corinthians fifteen or Second Corinthians? I think so. Uh, one of the First Corinthians. First Corinthians. In the twinkling of an eye. Yep. The sound of the trumpet. Well, that's uh, later on, I think, in Thessalonians, mm. uh, that sound of the trumpet, the twinkling of the eye, I think, but I may be wrong, baby. You, you can <laughs> well, correct it's probably me. a couple places, actually. If anybody could correct me, it'd be you. <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, we've been talking just about Jeremiah. We we want to give out some questions tonight, um, and I want to... I give first question tonight. We we start our readings this past week in Jeremiah 14. And it just so happens that chapter is a chapter where God tells Jeremiah to stop doing something. To stop doing something. Oh, yeah. And it's very... It's almost hurtful right. to us. We read it today. We go, oh, it's wow, true. Lord, you don't mean that. You know, mm-hmm. God told Jeremiah because of the people and the judgment coming, he told him to stop doing something. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask our listeners, what did God tell Jer- Jeremiah to stop doing? In chapter 14, verse 11. Okay. So you can give us a call at 210-340-9585, and we'd love to hear one of you answer that question. It seems uh, it seems it's unimaginable that to, God would tell somebody yeah. not to do this, yeah. but he told Jeremiah, stop it. There are now. many, inst- well, when reading Jeremiah, when you think, oh boy, I hope that's never me. Yes. <laughs> I pray that that is... Never me, um, especially the the idea of giving them over to themselves. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that is whenever I am not wanting, I mean, who, we don't really love being disciplined, of course. We don't love being punished. Um, and, but I will say I appreciate it when I do feel like, you know, okay, the Lord is, this is something that needs I need, I need some discipline here. I don't enjoy it. You're not going to give away the answer to my question, no, are I'm you? No, okay. I'm not. <laughs> I don't enjoy it, but I'm always grateful that I'm being, because there's that he disciplines those he loves. Yeah. I would be more afraid of him allowing just something in my life to go without check, um, even though it might feel good in the immediate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I treasure the discipline because I don't want him to turn his back. Oh, yeah. And that means he cares his, for yes, you. Exactly. That's, that's exactly like with uh, our grandchildren, our children. Right. 
that means they care about you. I've uh, told Will that. Well, means. anyway, <laughs> well, uh, what did God tell Jeremiah to, to stop, stop doing? doing? So give us a call, 210-340-9585. All right, and I think we are almost to our break for the first segment. We are in the John, book of Jeremiah. John, can you believe it? We've gotten out and ready for the break already, and it hadn't come on yet. There we go. Well, there There's our music, uh, yeah. Well, it's the Bible Live, and I'm Stacy, and with my dad, and we will come back to the book of Jeremiah just after this. You are my hiding place, oh, I believe you are the way. Where all is peace and joy and love and the soul. Ricky Skaggs, and I think the guy's name is Tony Rice. Oh, I love that. Well, that's old style Western. R- Ricky Skaggs is a great advocate for bluegrass. You know what I think is Most folks don't remember. Um, and I will oh, no. spend the <laughs> myself. And who, you're included in those folks. Who is the country singer that. Uh, Jeff's pretty popular now, although I think he seems very uh, difficult financial times, and he's the one that, uh, that had a lot of trouble with the marijuana and some long hair. You know, who's a, he's in movies like the movie um, about the car, the guy Willie that raised the car. A what? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Okay, Willie Nelson. Most people don't remember when Willie Nelson sang like this. And he had a bow tie and he looked like... Oh, yeah. He, before he let his hair grow out yeah, and before he, he grew the beard and everything. And then He was a Nashville songwriter. Yeah. Uh, he had that... My, my daughter just held her ears. He had that whiny, you know, voice like, like. But he wrote some that, great songs back then in the sixties. Crazy. That was, that was the style that. Hello, walls. Times. Yeah. You have to wonder. Well, this is the Bible Live. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I uh, I love that that kind of music. Thanks, John, so much. Always has great in and out music for the breaks. Um, but we're in the book of Jeremiah, and when I listen to something like that, maybe I just because you can't help but perk up. I mean, music it has that quality where it can yeah. move you, right, and it can lift yeah. your spirits. It's very, and it can, uh, Homie, it, it yes, speaks and that in particular. You kind of picture, you know, like people sitting on the front porch of a of a home, you know, out yeah. in the, you know, small yeah. town, you yeah. know, just kind of a little sing along. It makes you kind of wonder if they. I, I remember, so for my son's school, they have a docent program, and they have a music and an art docent. So it's just volunteers who uh-huh. come in, and they have a docent curriculum, And but we just do a little 30-minute, once-a-week um, study with the kids on different, you know, Beethoven or Bach or different mm-hmm. music throughout the centuries. And it's amazing how much talent it's out there, not just not just the famous mm-hmm. people and oh, so on, sure. but just our our next door neighbors, uh, 
they're phenomenal. I yes. mean, well, I think he's a, one with taste. He finds a painting or a scene he loves, and it's wide does it and they oh, are just that's beautiful that's the neat. house is full right. of beautiful artwork right. that she produced well that's what amazing. i think is interesting in all of this though is the study of i mean the musical instruments and what his uh can't so the others part of this is i can't remember, we were watching some movie and i mean just horrific things that humans do to one another and kind of seems like a different time period I, yeah. and, and especially on a mass scale I mean you think of of course just World War II or I mean you think of the Holocaust or thing, and you think how could that happen yeah my, my dad how, used to refer to that as man's inhumanity to man right yeah. the inhuman, and, yeah. and you think <laughs> and, and this, but you listen to that kind of music and you think did they not have Music at that time, where did they? And actually, I think that is a bit. I mean, they talk about the dark ages. The dark ages were the dark ages because there really was a lack of there. There was no. It was no. it was dark. There wasn't writing. There Laughter was no music. And there music was no and art. Mm-hmm. And then the and Renaissance told. was the coming back of that. And in yes. large part, it was mm-hmm. because of the artwork of uh, of the gospels of the anyway i uh, it is interesting and you think of jeremiah and this time in uh, um in israel or well, in he, that time in history and you you yeah. wonder did they not well, have well i have another question yeah, okay did they not chapter have music chapter 16 okay in chapter 16 of jeremiah god yes. tells him not yes. to participate in Three very normal social events. Mm -hmm. What would Jeremiah denied by the Lord? Do not do this, do not do this, and do not do the other. Um, So what are these three events that Jeremiah was told don't participate in these? They're normally cheerful, wonderful events. God tells him not to. Not always cheerful, I, I get, but I know what you mean. Oh, well, yes, yeah. they're moving, they're meaningful, they are typically marked by yeah. having music. And, um, well, that's interesting, interesting that you say that. When someone answers the question, we'll comment on yes. that as that well. Does, but what three yes. things would Jeremiah Jeremiah told not to participate in? And then one other question okay. is, which king of Judah? Now, remember, Jeremiah prophesied during the reign of uh, three or four different kings, the, the final kings of the land. Okay. And uh, which king did, um, he kind of sealed, uh, sealed Judah's faith. He was the one that it tells us in Jeremiah fifteen four that he led the people into the wickedness that sealed their fate, that brought about the ultimate judgment of God. So he was not the the last king, but he is the the last king, but he was the one who was so evil, so Mm -hmm. wicked, that he led the people Mm -hmm. to the ultimate judgment. Can I give a hint? This is also the king that they believe had Isaiah killed. Yeah. Was so. did, did, uh, they believe, it, 
thought that the mm-hmm. Jewish Jewish tradition is that it's the same uh, king who um, who killed Isaiah mm-hmm. the, the prophet. So there you got three good questions, and we'd love to have you call in and show off your Bible knowledge. <laughs> all right, two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. I love that. Uh, let's see. I think it was when Rachel Novak came and was a guest. Uh, Dad, this was right after your stroke. And so you might have been listening, but she gave, um, she had just come from something, a, a speaking thing at a, a church. And she said that the talk speaker had said that as far as God's word, we don't, we're, we're, because sometimes it can be tempting to try and master it and memorize it. And I, and I love, I mean, obviously, I love mastering God's word. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus was a master of the Bible and scriptures, and it's very important to have it hidden in your heart, absolutely. But at the heart of it, it's not that we master it, but that we have allowed it to master us. Right. And I love just putting that out there. You know, when we had the quiz questions, and at the heart of it is it's not that we try to know everything just to have this head knowledge, but as another pastor in the city says, it, what, it's that it's that drop. It has to drop 18 inches from the head to the heart. I thought it was 17 <laughs> 17. Inches. I always I thought it was 18. Know, mate, uh, we need Pastor Walker. 17 or 18 <laughs> inches, right. 18 inches. Um, to drop from that head knowledge to the heart, heart knowledge. Yes, exactly right. But, uh, well, uh, there's another question. Well, I don't need a question, really. I guess that one thing that Jeremiah clears up, the, well, the humanist, uh, the hum- humanist philosophy okay. is that man is good Mm-hmm. And getting better, and the, the upward it's movement. Absolutely, and so on. I don't. I, I don't cannot know where imagine they get anybody. It, but yes, uh, they somehow grab that idea, and it's a pleasant idea, I suppose. Yeah. yeah okay. But Jeremiah said in chapter nine, the heart of man is just most deceitful and desperately wicked. Mm-hmm. I think an awareness. I, I don't know about this. We, some people react strongly to uh, the sin principle. Uh, strongly, one way or another. Uh, yeah, that they they find, they think of it. They don't like talking about sin and wickedness and evil, okay. and, and nobody likes. You no, know, but it it's. Uh, I, I'm, I remember the four spiritual laws that Bill Bright wrote a mm-hmm. uh, booklet and said how to know God personally, and there are four spiritual principles. Just, just, there are physical laws that govern the physical uh, world around us. There are spiritual laws and principles that govern our relationship with God. And the first, I love it, God loves you, and he uh, has a wonderful plan for your life. And that's true. They, almost, almost every page of the Bible, there is some expression of God's love for humanity, for uh, human beings. God loves you. But if God loves us so much, why are most people not experiencing 
his love mm -hmm. and the delight, the freedom, the joy that would come from living in, in a love relationship with the Creator. And it's because man is sinful. Mm -hmm. And this because of our sin, it separated us. We become separate mm -hmm. from God. And, and I, you know, it's... Wow. It's a fact that has to be faced. It's a reality that has to deal with the, we have to deal with the fact that man is not essentially good and getting better. The sin principle is active among us. All of us, we have a tendency to selfishness and sin. Uh, the middle letter of the word sin is I. I want what I want, I want what I want, what I want, and uh, don't you tell me what to do, you know. And uh, we have to face the reality of law number two before you can get to law mm -hmm. number three, that God has made the provision right. for our forgiveness and cleansing, mm -hmm. a solution to the mm -hmm. sin problem. Mm -hmm. But it has to be faced head on before we'll be right. take it, oh, take the solution. Lots of things are running through my mind, <laughs> but I'll start with the first one. When I think of that, for, of course, that famous um, phrase, "The truth shall set you set you free." Yes, I primarily think of it within that context. That uh, that number yeah. two spiritual law that that is that's it's so freeing to realize that you are. There's no, there's, you can't do anything about it. You are, I mean, there's something very, because once you know that, it, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, have you seen Band of, Band of Brothers? Uh -huh. And there's that episode on fear. And there's that captain, let's see, Captain Spears, who has the reputation amongst all the men to just be fearless. And he's able to run through enemy lines and go do these really heroic things and just... And then there's, uh, on the other hand, this, uh, let's see, it's, it's Blythe. It's, uh, wouldn't be Lieutenant. It, well, Blythe is the, and he's private. I think he's just a private Blythe, but he's paralyzed. So on the other opposite end, he's paralyzed by fear. He made the jump in, uh, into Germany, I guess, right? He's made the jump and he's just paralyzed. He can't move out of his foxhole. Eventually, he finally gets out. He finds his group. But the whole episode is following this private. And then at one point, he comes and he, he meets Captain Spears. And he's tr he doesn't want to be paralyzed by fear. And so he tells Captain Spears what happened. When I landed, I froze. I hid in my foxhole. And Spears says, Blythe, um, what is he says? He goes, Blythe, you know why you hid in that foxhole? And Blythe says, I was scared. And Spears says, we're all scared. Uh, but uh, the, the reason you hid in that foxhole is because you think there's still hope. But Blythe, the only hope you have is to accept the fact that you're already dead. The sooner you accept wow. that, the sooner you're able to function as a soldier, supposed to function without mercy, compassion, and remorse. And so, uh -huh. you know, that last part. But I thought that is a really interesting I could see yes. how you would think that yes. because and in a way you know when you're when you're when you're in a war and you're consumed with saving yourself and just staying alive you'd be paralyzed but you know when you're you're like I'm dead <laughs> I'm already and there's no way I'm at. I mean you are just 
you're you're free to yeah just function be and go and be, be crazy heroic, <laughs> right throw yourself on the grenade yes, and right and, and, that, and it reminded me oh, a little bit yeah. of that spiritual when we're so consumed trying to be good and to save ourselves or to save face or to try and i mean you're just paralyzed but when you realize you're already dead. I mean, you are dead in your sins. I mean, it's scripture. You mm-hmm. are a, then. Uh, then you can go on with okay, okay. I can't do it. Is there any hope? And of course, the that's Christian. When that's you where come you up come with a, another the spiritual God, law, the third <laughs> the spiritual third. law, Jesus Christ is yes. God's only provision for yes. man's sin, and, and that is right. We. Uh, we're told we must die to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the prerequisites to to knowing God and coming being brought into a relationship with Him. Is I had to die to my self mm-hmm. uh, selfishness, to my mm-hmm. self centeredness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, that's the when that's that beautiful, and de- then death starts working backwards. <laughs> yeah, and that stage, gives way uh, to as that. Lewis said in right. uh, Narnia, uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the very first one. Mm-hmm. Then when, when that willing, happened, death uh, begins to work backwards. backwards. Yes, we go from death to life. Yes, but I think of that: uh, the truth shall set you free. And then the other that I just. I don't know if this is, but we're talking about, if you're listening, if you're just tuning in, we're, this is the Bible Live, and we're talking about the book of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, book of uh, suffering, almost like Job, it's a book of suffering on a societal level, not just uh, individual, personal. With Jeremiah, but then yes, Mm -hmm. societal. Uh, but I also, you were talking about just that idea, the humanist idea is that humans, society is basic, humans are basically good and only getting better, which it's hard to even imagine that we would, we can think that. But um, of course, the scriptural and the biblical worldview is that no, humans, we are the problem. And that reminded me of that G.K. Chesterton. I always love this. There was an article, you know, he's so witty and just quick and uh, profound, though. And there was a magazine. I don't know if this is if this is a, a, a rumor or if this actually happened. I think it was actually happened. Yeah. But there was a, a magazine, I guess, that put out a question of what is wrong with the world. And they were taking in essays and then they would publish the most profound or some of the and so they would what is what is wrong with the world write an essay tell us what you think is the problems and what could fix it and so and gk chesterton wrote dear madams or dear sirs i am Sincerely, G.K. Chesterton, <laughs> his his essay was to what's wrong with the world. I am I what's wrong with the world, and I that's uh, I've always appreciated that that sweet that humility and that understanding that, and that honesty and that honesty what, right. I it, am uh, taking that responsibility for 
uh, on, on one hand, it's it's just the state of how we were born. I mean, it, it's, it is our uh, nature when we come into this world. But then we, we do come to a point of choice. I mean, we have yeah. that choice. And... And even then, you know, we might have a a new transformed heart. We might be in Christ, but we still have that nature, and we still struggle, and we still sin. We die, and then the Scripture tells we have to die daily. Die daily. Take up our cross daily. Walk out that that experience of coming to the end of ourselves. And falling on on the mercy of God, and we found Him merciful. We found Him gracious and loving, and Mm -hmm. uh, we find salvation. I also think the alternative to that, if you don't receive or accept that it's an internal, that I am what's wrong, what's interesting, though, is there still seems to be in the human psyche a desire for atonement and there's still uh we actually need aff- affirmation we need forgiveness we need uh whether or not we necessarily would say it like that yeah. in large part the whole reason we want relationships with people is because we tend to we need approval and if and if we we need approval, that's because some things we wouldn't need approval if everything we did was right or if everything mm-hmm. or if we were good and we knew we were good. We really would only want approval if we know deep down something is off and we need that acceptance despite it being yeah. off and wrong. Yeah. And uh, I think of there's <laughs> this is. Uh, we're coming up on our break, and so sorry if I'm going on a little bit, bit no, of a tangent. You're doing but fine. <laughs> I was uh, there is um, there was with the czar. I was watching, and I really think it's so fascinating that time period between the rush, the fall of the Russian czar, and when uh-huh. they went and, and moved, and so the Bolsheviks, and then of course with Tsar Nicholas. And I was reading and watching on Rasputin, and he was a oh man, he was crazy character. But in uh, he had gotten involved. I mean, he was very cult. I mean, cultish the, religious. The Tsar's family. Yes, believe, and was right? very involved with the Tsar's family. Um, but the cult all dealt the the cult that he was involved in was. We need forgiveness, but we're not internally. Since we have to do sinful things and have, or you know, all sorts of, hor- in order to then ask oh, for forgiveness oh. for those things. <laughs> Isn't right, that an well. interesting? I mean, it just. But that's what where you end up going if you don't recognize that. No, you don't have to contrive evil. You don't have to contrive doing. Yeah. <laughs> you just. You just be on a day to day. You will. You just face the music and be truthful. Right. As you said, uh, the, the truth, truth will set, set you free, free yeah. when you acknowledge yes. that. Well, I'm going to answer one of our questions okay. before we That's go on a break. What in the world was it that in Jeremiah 14:11? What did God ter- tell Jeremiah? To stop doing um, for the people. And 
believe it or not, I'll read the verse. Okay. Then the Lord said to me, says Jeremiah, do not pray for these people anymore. Mm. Oh. And it, it, it's such a sad <laughs> verse, in the, and you would never think you would see that mm-hmm. like in the Bible. But mm-hmm. he said, no, it, it's over. It's too late. It's uh, we've They've received opportunity after opportunity, warning after warning. And we had to know that God never judges without giving warning. Right. There's always a warning given. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, so so many bridges get passed up, Mm -hmm. chances to get off the road to to judgment. But we keep on, and eventually Mm -hmm. we have to face the consequences of our sin and our rebellion Mm -hmm. in the hope that it will bring about uh, uh, confessing and repentance in our lives, actually. But uh, that's a very striking verse. Do not pray for these people anymore. Mm. I just thought, I hope that that's... Please don't ever say that about me, Lord. (laughs) 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 You can't help but think that. But uh, Well, there's our music. Uh, We have two questions still out there. Give us a call, 210-340-9585. Tell Jeremiah not to participate in what three social events Mm -hmm. and who was the king that brought the ultimate judgment of God down on the people of Israel. And that's in uh, Jeremiah chapter 15. Wonderful. And that's our, we'll come back to our third segment. Look up Jeremiah But I know I have heard him uh, sing gospel many times. I've even heard him talk at times about his relationship with Christ and with the Lord. And uh, it's it's fascinating to hear people in the in the public arena, particularly performers and so on. Uh, they're so often. They are they're performers, first and foremost. So if you shove a microphone in their face, they're going to come out with their performance self. And so they don't freely, very often, talk about serious matters of God and I know God's been part of my life or something like that. Uh, it, it's sad, but there are people. They are not unsavable. We know that. And uh, I, I expect that there are believing Christians in Hollywood. Actor John Boyd, I've heard him talk about it, faith. Even, um, you know, I've heard a number talk about their faith and belief in God. Uh even Mel Gibson, with all of his problems and confusion, it seems, 
at the base of it, there is a sense that the man mm-hmm. has a faith that, that uh, that's real. Uh, we need to keep praying for Hollywood until the Lord tells us, don't pray for yeah, them. Well, I don't know if it's, I think we need to pray for TikTok, oh, my, I have, <laughs> Hollywood and TikTok. One of my uh, ba- favorite Bible teachers as I was growing up was Dr. Larry Poland. I, knew, I thought you And he had a tremendous oh, impact yeah. in my life yeah. as a young believer. And he... Uh, left the staff of Campus Crusade mm-hmm. to uh, start a ministry in Hollywood to the Hollywood um, community mm-hmm. and, and with directors and uh, star uh, actors and mm-hmm. actresses and so on, many uh, different levels and different kinds of people. But uh, And we got this newsletter. For many years, uh-huh. he's passed on now. Yeah. Gone to be with the Lord, but uh, that's that's a, a rough arena to minister in. But this all great effect. They do. There are godly men and women, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe some of that being effective today. We're seeing a little bit of uh, wholesomeness, a little bit of emphasis. On the uh, with the gospel influence, yes. well, and even just such a shakeup in the arts. I mean, in the industry in general, it's changed yeah. so much because of technology and social media, and just now anybody can be a movie to, maker. It's, it's really crazy. fascinating, yeah. yes, and how that has kind of affected some of the. the I mean, when your livelihood was you know, was wrapped up in a certain way of doing things. And then and it all that, changes. And that way, and was, for the, the way of was doing things was certainly was, kind of limited yes. to the people with resources and know-how. Right. And now yes. everyone can do it in a way, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. John, you, you, you've you, got something to say. No, no, I was you no, you're talking about it. the... the uh, Social media and all that, and I was thinking about you hear about TikTok influencers right, or, or you know internet yeah. influencers. Right? Would you say that maybe Jesus Christ was the the, the original and best influencer, <laughs> or should be? I I would say that. Uh, yes, I say doubt. that. Uh, he has uh, yeah. inspired more music, more books, more art, more uh, than any other. Uh, Human being ever lived on Earth, uh, yeah, would be a that would be a a, a true statement, John. Well, yes, about. and I think at the uh, what is so it what we are so interested in as a culture is that point of change, the decision making, right? That 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 change your or to uh, how do we? And of course, in maybe. Well, a lot of Hollywood, a lot of industry, we're looking for people to change their minds about purchasing a product or about, you mm-hmm. know, it's financially, it's tied to financial decisions. And we want, uh, I mean, we in general society. But I, I think, of course, as far as Jesus, that's, that's, he, he really is the only one when it comes to it that 
that change. I mean, a complete transformation. Um, and yes, in terms of influence, I mean, who, who would want to resist that? I think of, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get this quote correct. Um, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And that is what Jesus offered when it comes to change. Mm -hmm. You cannot keep your, yourself. You are going to die. You're already dead. And so give that up. And in exchange, I'll give you something you can never lose. Life, life eternal. Yes. He is the great influencer. (laughs) Yes. we uh, I'm going to answer some more of our questions, and we'll give a couple more. We're not getting anyone to call us with answering uh, the question. So uh, I'll say this. The son of Hezekiah. Remember, Hezekiah was a godly king. Mm-hmm. His son, Manasseh, <sighs> was a king that was so evil oh. that he uh, told Jeremiah that... Uh, this is assured that he is the that uh, he is the king that sealed the fate of the nation uh, in his wickedness. And it's interesting. There was a time in the experience of Manasseh when he almost seemed to have repented. Mm. He was warned by God, and he was uh, uh, about the enemies. And a lot of the decisions that were coming upon them were. Uh, the kind of things that we're having to do today. Uh, have you noticed in the news, China, China now is seen as perhaps our greatest th- threat to our nation uh, militar- militarily and also even um, economic. Uh, they are challenging the America, taking... Um, removing themselves right. from the gold standard and so on. And they're, they're the threat to the nation's, uh, uh, to our status right. as a superpower, as a super economy. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know what they're doing is removing themselves from the U.S. dollar, I think, being the yes, trading currency. The, the trading is currency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And we have a little bit of this kind of a showdown going on with uh, the entertainment industry going to China now. And and even uh, professional athletes. A lot of their athletes are giving into China to go overseas and perform for them for this huge market that awaits them. And so that they're making somewhat the kind of decision Moves. because Je- Jeremiah warned Israel uh, there were people making all kinds of pact and treaties with Egypt and with other nations. Right. Uh, and Jeremiah was saying, no, that won't do you any good. You need to uh, to accept Nebuchadnezzar except Babylon's rule and uh, just be supportive uh, and submissive to Nebuchadnezzar and he will preserve you and he will, uh, you will survive. And, but there were people that would not do that. 
they killed, the, he put a king over them, Gamaliel, a, a Jewish king of the land of David. Wow. He yeah. installs him, and they assassinate their own Jewish king. Right. And right. Uh, so they were definitely uh, looking for an alternative to Nebuchadnezzar, to to Babylon. They were looking to Egypt. And remember when when uh, when Jeremiah, after the the battle, after Jerusalem is destroyed, he is kidnapped mm-hmm. and taken to Egypt, mm-hmm. and that's where they think that Jeremiah died. Mm-hmm. But it's all a part of this, part of the politics of that moment looking for another solution right. uh, and uh, I, I thought thought I thought of that in modern terms we have some of that seemingly uh, going on uh, it's very very interesting and that mm-hmm. that was the context in what I mentioned a young Chinese person yeah. <laughs> uh, last week right. yeah. in, out who had become an, uh, mm-hmm. a U.S. Air Force mm-hmm. person, and um, that they're well, even yeah, that God is moving, uh, yeah, with that dynamic right. in place, right? You know. Well, I uh, even when you mentioned Larry Poland and the ministry that he was doing, and anytime you mention even Lackland and and what's going on and how the Lord is working there, it's nice to hear of that is it's encouraging because sometimes of course you know you're you are where God has planted you and you're working and you're and you're not necessarily sure what he's doing and other and so you might only know or hear what's on the news but when you get those that firsthand that no I'm I'm here God's there are believers there's a, a incredible network of churches of underground churches in China or when you hear that oh the gospel is being shared in our military you know it's being and or when you hear that Larry Poland is you know has a ministry and is meeting privately and is is their hearts are yes are softened for the gospel it's neat to know that and to hear that and to just I mean we shouldn't be surprised by it of course God's moving and working and the gospel is powerful and um but it's good. It's good to hear it, and yeah, so it yes. Well, we have to be careful too. <laughs> we right. do. Have, there are enemies of, right. that don't exactly encourage that. But mm. anyway, we want to give another question, and I, I wanted to ask people that Jeremiah divided the people into two groups: those who wanted to follow God and obey God, okay. and those who wanted to uh, form a, tr- uh, a treaty with Egypt to find another um, political or military solution instead of tr- trusting God. And he likened the people to a certain fruit. Uh, and uh, he said that this one kind is a good fruit and the other kind was the bad fruit, the rotten fruit. They weren't going to obey God. And I'm wanting to ask our listeners, what was the fruit that Jeremiah likened the people to? Two kinds of fruit. Oh, I like it. And 
two baskets of, of fruit. Okay. What was the kind of fruit that Jeremiah likened the the people? I love to? anything that has to do with food. So this is a good. <laughs> I like this. Well, uh, I like this fruit too, actually. <laughs> I do too. But uh, it's it's an unusual one. Okay. And where can that? Okay, that's in Jeremiah twenty-four. Jeremiah. So uh, we'll you give can that look number. Look it up if you yes. don't know the answer. It's an open book yes. quiz. It's so. a very. It's also. If when in doubt, when it comes to biblical fruit, this is a pretty, <laughs> this is a good go-to. Okay, uh, just, right. uh, I think, right? That's a good hint, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and feel free, let's see, call. The number is 210-340-9585. What was... You have any more questions? I, I wanted oh, to quickly... Oh, we want another one, honey? Okay, well, maybe one more. And then I wanted to talk a little bit more about Zedekiah and then... Um, and Hezekiah, I had a question. Well, while you're reading, or you while go you're ahead. At, you go ahead. And you. Yes, was it he, was it Hezekiah or Zedekiah that opened up the treasure houses to let? I it, think Egypt? the uh, the Babylon yes. early early on. That was he, uh, Hezekiah. I think then? Hezekiah. Okay. Yes. Who was right before now, and then also, uh, so Josiah though came after Manasseh, so that that yes. surprises me a little bit. It yes. seemed too that there might be a turnaround in with with Josiah, uh, but then he is killed by a little hope. A little hope over certainly Jeremiah, a little hope I would think, um, but Jeremiah's ministry starts. With actually Josiah, is that correct? Yeah. So Jeremiah starts with Josiah, and then he sees they go downhill from there and yeah. downhill. And Josiah died fairly young. It seems it, yeah. you kind of think, oh, what might have been if he had not been killed? Yeah. He was killed fighting the Egyptians, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, he went over with the idea of. Uh, I think he went over with the idea of supporting the Egyptians. I may be wrong on this. It was in 205 B.C., uh, before Christ. Uh, did I say 205? Yes. I think. The famous Battle of Carchemish. Okay. It was when Nebuchadnezzar finally, in fact, uh, sealed uh, his himself as the ruler, the king, uh, uh, the power of, of uh, Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar was uh, finalized and put in place with that you mean battle. You who was going to be the world's, yeah, like the yeah. superpower, it Egypt was that battle or Babylon? That settled it, the okay. battle of Carchemish. Okay. And that was the one that Josiah went over a believe he went over to support. Let's see, it was in 609. Uh, he died in, in 609. I'm not, I'm not sure which. I think it was to support Egypt, but as you say, he was killed, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the young king, and the hope that that he might lead to revival. Uh, there was a revival under his leadership, Early. but he it was cut off, of course, with his passing. And then Jehoahaz... And then we get a whole slew of well, we get three J's and then Zedekiah. They went. They went <laughs> fast. Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, and Jehoiakim. 
Those are those are There's a keem with an M at the keem. end and a keen with an N okay. at the end. Okay. And then Zedekiah. And it's one of them who is told he would never his lineage would never be in the lineage of the Messiah that would never reign. And he uh, is and it's funny it, it uh, our Jewish friends know the answers of that because it looks like he is in the royal lineage, but he is in the lineage of. Oh, I don't hope I get this right. Is that a kind? He's in the lineage of Joseph, not Mary, and oh. therefore not officially legally. Right. Uh, uh, because uh, they follow the uh, maternal. Yeah, the, I believe. Interesting. Uh, it, it's very interesting because the prophecy is uh, very clear. You will never be, you're, no one from your lineage will sit on the throne. Well, Jesus is the, ultimately the, the king of Israel the, the, uh, in a long sense. And, and people will say, oh, hey, that's, he would tell that's a contradiction, and it, it's not a contradiction right. because of that factor. Interesting. Yes. And then uh, this is the last, but I think this is very, uh, maybe this will bring it home on how it is hard to, you know, on one hand, like just, oh boy, they, maybe they, they had what's coming to them or, and they, and they, did I guess I mean you know um, but Zedekiah it is it's sad his sons were killed in front of him mm-hmm. and then his eyes were gouged mm-hmm. out and he and would then tell he was beforehand taken, that he would be taken Babylon but he would never, he would never see, see Babylon the, prophesy, the prophecy was that he would never he would be taken he would not be he would not be he would not be killed. He would be taken to Babylon, but he would never see Babylon. And so you would think, well, how does that happen? happen and yeah. it's because, uh, yeah, his son was, were killed in front of him, and that was the last thing he ever saw before his eyes were then gouged out. And then he was taken to Babylon and died in Babylon, but, of course, he did not see Babylon because he couldn't see. Uh, but that's the tragic, I mean, it is, uh, it's sad. That's, that's heartbreaking. And you do yeah, wonder so much if, of this book is heartbreaking. Yes, and you yeah. wonder though, um, were there in those moments though, was there repentance? Was there, uh, in that, and, and I would, you know, they may possibly in which case, if there was, then as awful and as sad as it is, it might have actually been the greatest blessing of his life that even though it took such heartbreak, if that's what it took, though, for his it, for him to truly repent and to return to the God of his salvation, to the God mm-hmm. of his youth, to come to, back to the Lord, then it's the greatest thing that could have happened to him, and in which case it is um, God's God's love, loving discipline, and changes so everything. It does. It, it absolutely changes. It changed the cross. I mean, that's the, the heart of how could something so horrific and so ugly and it's sad so and so wrong be what 
billions mm -hmm. <laughs> celebrate <laughs> um, uh, throughout history the the uh, the cross, and that's what he can do. And so he can take. So we hope, you know. And and I, I mean, just kind of in a personal application, I guess you can see even the most tragic, sad things in your own life. Um, they do not have the final say. If it takes those, and then if it if it moves you to, to closer to the Lord, if it brings you to the foot of the cross, then uh, it has. Then it loses <laughs> the mm -hmm. sad sadness and the death and the sting. That it uh, it gives way to to victory. Yeah. Um, he defeated he death, defeated hell, and the grave. Mm. I like that statement. Mm -hmm. Death, hell, and the grave mm -hmm. were defeated at the cross. And of course, you remember that the book of Jeremiah and all the Old Testament, in fact, is in preparation. You, We always want to remember right. that 3,000 foot perspective right. that all of this, in, in a way, is preparing for the coming of God's anointed, mm -hmm. for the coming of the Messiah mm -hmm. that was predicted over and over again by all the prophets of Moses and the writer of the law and so on. The, so everything that's happening uh, ultimately is in preparation for the Messiah to be born, to carry out his message and his ministry and to go to the cross yes. and purchase our redemption. Mm -hmm. Jesus is uh, uh, the central figure mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. And now, after Jesus uh, completes his ministry, the Holy Spirit becomes the central character. Jesus goes, goes to glory, he's glorified. Now, and the Holy Spirit glorified Jesus himself, but now the Spirit leads in carrying it forward. All right. He's our spiritual wingman. <laughs> yeah. So next week we'll finish up Jeremiah and go into what, Dad? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Or do we go back to the New Testament? I'm not sure. We'll find out. Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz, Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.